Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, President Biden has appointed an out-police chief to head up an important division of Homeland Security. A new vaccine shows enormous promise against HIV. New polling indicates Americans overwhelmingly oppose anti-transgender legislation, and the third and final season of the groundbreaking series Pose will premiere in May. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. President Joe Biden has named openly gay police chief Chris Magnus to be the commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, formerly the police chief for Richmond, California, and currently heading up the Tucson, Arizona Police Department. Magnus will be the first gay commissioner of U.S. Customs, which is part of the Department of Homeland Security, if he's confirmed. In a press statement, the White House noted during his time in Richmond, Magnus played a key role in rebuilding community trust in law enforcement and dramatically reducing the number of shootings and homicides. The homicide rate for the city fell from 38 homicides in 2006 to just 11 in 2014. And he made headlines in 2014 when a picture of him taking part in a Black Lives Matter protest holding a sign of support went viral on the Internet. At the time, he told a reporter, when did it become a political act to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter and show respect for the very real concerns of our minority communities? This should not be about us versus them. It should be about finding ways to build bridges and address the schism that exists between many of our residents and police. In Tucson, Magnus implemented de-escalation training, sentinel event review processes, and programs to promote officer health and wellness. Last October, Magnus was recognized by the National Police Research Forum and given the top honor for his contributions in leadership. Through the Trump years, he was vocal in his opposition to Donald Trump's immigration policies and wouldn't let Border Patrol use his facilities or officers. The 60-year-old also holds another first distinction. The San Francisco Chronicle reports that he is the first openly gay police chief to marry. Magnus and his husband Terrence wed in 2014. Currently, there's a distressing wave of anti-transgender bills making their way across the country that would ban healthcare providers from offering gender-affirming care to minors. But a smaller number of bills are targeting parents who support their transgender kids' desire to transition, levying punishments that critics say could range from jail time to having their children taken away. A bill hurting committee in the Texas Senate would redefine child abuse to include administering, supplying, or consenting to provide puberty suppression drugs, hormone replacement therapy, or surgical or medical procedures to anyone under 18 for the purpose of gender transitioning or gender reassignment. 
The measure would make such acts a felony, akin to physical and sexual abuse and sex trafficking. Republican State Senator Charles Perry, the bill's lead sponsor, says he bears no ill will towards transgender people, but he feels obligated to protect children who, quote, have not reached the maturity to understand what is being proposed, nor the impact on them in perpetuity. According to the American Civil Liberties Union of Texas, parents who violate the proposed law could face two to ten years in prison and have their child put in foster care and be open to civil litigation. A similar bill in New Hampshire, which would have subjected supportive parents to an investigation by child services, died in committee last week. Lawmakers in the Lone Star State are also considering legislation targeting medical providers, as well as a transgender sports ban and a religious exemption bill that would allow emergency room staff to refuse to treat LGBTQ patients. In all, at least 17 states are considering legislation restricting anyone under 18 from accessing transition-related care, according to the ACLU. But it's worth noting that a new PBS NewsHour NPR Marist poll found two-thirds of Americans, 66%, oppose laws that would limit transgender rights. That opposition includes majorities, believe it or not, in every political ideology, from liberal to conservative, and every age group. More than 60 years after the first known case of human HIV infection, a new vaccine has shown huge promise in the fight against HIV, with the treatment successfully stimulating the production of antibodies in human trials. In a Phase I clinical trial that began in 2018, Scientists at the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative and Scripps Research gave 48 participants two doses of either the vaccine candidate or placebo, spaced two months apart. The results show that in 97% of recipients, the vaccine stimulated the immune system to produce immunoglobulin GB cells, a first step to making rare but powerful antibodies required to protect against the various strains of HIV. The next step will be partnering with the biotechnology company Moderna. Using mRNA technology, which helped Moderna create its current COVID vaccine, could significantly accelerate the pace of HIV vaccine development. HIV, which currently affects more than 38 million people on the planet, is known to be among the most difficult viruses to target with the vaccine, in great part because it constantly evolves into different strains to evade the immune system. Known as broadly neutralizing antibodies, these specialized blood proteins could attach to HIV proteins that allow the virus to enter human cells and disable them. For decades now, HIV researchers have pursued the holy grail of stimulating the immune system to create those rare but powerful antibodies that can neutralize the many, many diverse strains of HIV. Arizona Republicans have passed an anti-LGBTQ bill that would allow parents to stop their children from learning about queer people. The legislation, known as SB 1456, would require the school governing board to develop procedures by which parents will be notified in advance and given the opportunity to opt their children into or out of any instruction regarding sexuality, 
gender identity, or gender expression. The bill would also prohibit schools from providing sex ed classes, which include information about AIDS or HIV, without parents' permission. Supporters for the bill say it's about ensuring parents have control over what their children are taught. Opponents, however, say the legislation is harmful to LGBTQ youth. The Arizona Democratic Party tweeted that the extreme anti-LGBTQ bill will put young people in danger and effectively put a gag order on educators from teaching anything related to the LGBTQ community. Kathy Hoffman, the Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction, released a statement on Twitter condemning the bill, writing that Arizona has taken a giant step backward in LGBTQ equality by passing SB 1456. She went on to say this legislation is nothing short of state-codified bigotry and does not reflect where most Arizonans stand on these issues. This legislation will once again silence and erase LGBTQ individuals and their history in our schools, and it will harm students and families. Richie Taylor, the communications director for the Arizona Department of Education, added that he felt the new bill would have a devastating effect on LGBTQ young people in the state. He said, Growing up gay in rural Arizona was hard. It would have been life-changing for me to have access to information and resources that could have helped me make sense of it all. Sadly, it looks like this new anti-LGBTQ bill will be passed into law. It passed in the state's Republican-controlled House by a 31-28 to party-line vote this week, and the bill had already passed through the Arizona Senate in March. It now heads to Republican Governor Doug Ducey to be signed into law. Colton Underwood, the former star of The Bachelor, came out this week during an interview on Good Morning America. And on the same day, it was announced he's getting his own Netflix reality show. The unscripted series, according to Variety, will focus on Underwood learning to navigate living his life as an out gay man. While Netflix shared no real details about the multi-episode series, an insider says that Olympic medalist Gus Kenworthy will participate as a gay guide of sorts as Underwood explores being a part of the LGBTQ community. In that Underwood is a former NFL football player and Kenworthy is a decorated freestyle skier, it's easy to imagine some discussion will be had on coming to grips with being gay while competing in such hyper-masculine sports. No word on when the series will debut, but the Netflix insider says the project is currently shooting. Reality TV seems to be in Underwood's blood, as he's been a big part of Bachelor Nation, as it's known, for the past few years, having taken part in The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and then eventually being cast as the title role in The Bachelor. In his interview with Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, you could hear the nerves in Underwood's voice as he shared that he's, quote, run from myself for a long time and hated myself for a long time. Before he came to the words, I'm gay. He added, I came to terms with that earlier this year and have been processing all that. The next step in all this was sort of letting people know. Many on social media offered their support to Underwood, including out-celebs Andy Cohen, Billy Eichner, and Dan Levy. But not everyone celebrated Underwood getting a Netflix series for coming out. Several high-profile gays voiced their thoughts. Pop star Adam Lambert chimed in saying, No one is feeling this, Netflix. 
and out former rugby star Keegan Hurst wrote, Monetizing coming out, oh dear, not a good look. The trailer for the third and final season of the acclaimed FX series Pose was recently released. According to the official website, in the final season of Pose, it's now 1994, and Ballroom feels like a distant memory for Blanca, who struggles to balance being a mother with being a present partner to her new love, and her latest role as a nurse's aide. Meanwhile, as AIDS becomes the leading cause of death for Americans ages 25 to 44, Pray Tell contends with unexpected health burdens. Elsewhere, the emergence of a vicious new upstart house forces the House of Evangelista members to contend with their legacy. Premiering in 2018, Pose made history with its number of transgender cast members, including MJ Rodriguez, Dominique Jackson, India Moore, Halle Sahar, and Angelica Ross. During its first two seasons, the drama garnered AFI and Peabody Awards and numerous Golden Globe nods. Series lead Billy Porter made history by being the first black gay man to win a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. Season 3 of Pose will premiere on May 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on FX. The series finale will air June 6th. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association has its Golden Globe Awards, the Screen Actors Guild has the SAG Awards, but now it's time to find out what the queer entertainment critics thought represented the best in cinema this past year. Galeka, the Society of LGBTQ Entertainment Critics, will present its first-ever Dorian's Film Toast 2021 Awards this Sunday, April 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the free LGBTQ streaming service Reverie at reverie.tv. By the way, folks, I should mention I'm a proud voting member of Galeka. Hosted by gay entertainment and broadcasting veteran Carell, the Dorian's Toast offers a queer-centric twist on the standard awards show combining tributes, interview segments, music, and comedy. Plus, members of Galeka take part in lively roundtable discussions on nominees in several categories. Those categories include Best Film, Best LGBTQ Film, Best Documentary, Best LGBTQ Documentary, Best Unsung Film, Campiest Flick, We're Just Wild About You Rising Star Award, and the Wild Artist Award, which goes to a truly groundbreaking force in entertainment, as well as honors for Best Actor and Actress in Leading and Featured Roles. Best Film nominees this year include First Cow, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Sound of Metal. Films nominated for Best LGBTQ Film are Ammonite, I Carry You With Me, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Supernova, Uncle Frank, and The Boys in the Band. Emmy Award winner Leslie Jordan of Will & Grace fame will receive the Society's Timeless Star Career Achievement Honor, and transgender writer-director-actress Isabel Sandoval accepts the inaugural Galeka Trailblazer Award. Presenters for the virtual event include such famous folks as acclaimed director Lee Daniels, actors Cheyenne Jackson, Rosanna Arquette, comedian Margaret Cho, and the legendary Charo and more. 
Don't miss this year's Dorian's Film Toast 2021 on Sunday, April 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the free LGBTQ streaming service, Reverie, at reverie.tv. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Just a few quick reminders. Please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.